Welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy and I am your host and I am delighted to bring you the one and only Monday Michiru. And if you don't know who she is, you're going to. She is a Japanese American actress, singer and songwriter and her music encompasses and fuses a very wide variety of genres from jazz and she's also arguably the pioneer of the acid jazz movement in Japan in the early 1990s from what they're saying so we're gonna find out more right now uh, Monday welcome to a new podcast how are you doing I'm doing well thanks so much for having me Don absolutely absolutely so tell us a little bit about your background um, where do they come up with that from and um, just let us know okay well First of all, um, I'll, I'll talk about my background. So I, as you said, I'm Japanese American. My father's actually American Italian. My mother's J Japanese, like from Japan. And she's actually the first uh, Japanese person to cross over into America to study jazz and to sort of represent Japan in the jazz community, uh, all of which I'm very proud of. Um, and my father also, um, he's passed away, was a jazz musician. And my stepfather is also a jazz musician. So between the three of them, it was sort of like inevitable that I would stumble upon music. And mm -hmm. uh, while I don't claim to be at all a jazz musician, I'm definitely inspired by it. I first started studying classically on the flute, and uh, it was while I was at school that I discovered that, hey, I could sort of sing. And um, I eventually got out of the classical realm and decided to sort of explore expressing myself through writing. And that's okay. how I became a singer-songwriter. Um, you introduced me as also an actress. It's not something that I do anymore. That's okay. also I stumbled upon. <laughs> I was asked uh, by a director in Japan to act in his film. And at first I was like, why do you want me? And it turns out that he always uh, uh, uses people who are closest to the character of the movie that he makes and um, made. He's passed away since. And um, um, the role happened to be that of an opera singer. So being a singer and being classically trained, it made sense for him that I should be in this movie, and I was. And that, you know, that movie was Hikaru Ona, if I'm not mistaken. Very yes. good. Yes, which in Japanese and English translation means uh, luminous woman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. <laughs> so, so is is that something that you ever thought about uh, ever trying again, or is it something that was just like so out of the blue, and you're like, yeah. This is cool. What a great experience and just keep trekking on with what you're doing. <laughs> well, so um, I ended up getting uh, signed to a management company and because of the film, I won awards by three different societies in Japan um, as the best new actress. Mm -hmm. um, and so they really wanted to push me in the acting world. And I tried. It, it was a challenge that I thought I, I should at least try. Right, and right. See how it goes but you know the truth of the matter is that my heart and my i think 
focused really is in music. And eventually I got them to see that. So it took about five years for me to reroute back into music, but, but I did. And so here I am. <laughs> well, you know what? At least you're, you did it. You're good at it. You won awards. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. <laughs> So what, <laughs> what have you been up to recently? Tell us about um, your your latest album, your music, and everything like that. Okay, so I started recording um, as you know for myself as a soloist around in 1991. I've been involved in other people's albums before that, either mm -hmm. writing music for them or you know as an as appearing as a as a singer or whatnot. But that was my first album, and since then, uh, on an annual basis, I've been able to release uh, um, albums or EPs or, or something. Um, so my last album is actually already two years old, but okay. it was um, it was a passion project for me. Um, in the beginning, when I started, I was doing a lot more of um, what was sort of uh, catching my fancy, whether it's something that was trending and I thought would be interesting for me to explore, or uh -huh. you know, or or whatnot. And a lot of it was very produced, uh, meaning there's a lot of sound, a lot of programming, a lot of instruments and stuff like that, which is all great. And I really right. enjoy doing that. And many of that I produced myself. But um, since probably around 1997 or eight or so, I started doing a lot of um, duet projects, uh, performing in front of people doing duets. And okay. once in a while I record in that format. And I really enjoy it because it's a vulnerability that um, unless you have some some confidence in what you're doing you could really falter or succeed at right, and right um, and it's also communication you have with the musician and with the audience that's unlike anything else and um and i liked it and as a songwriter it was sort of my calling to continue doing that off and on so the last album it's entitled naked breath two mm -hmm. so it's the second of the series and it's with a guitarist and just myself Okay, and tell us a little bit about the Storytellers Workshop in New York <laughs> City, Monday. Not New York Story. I started to say New York City and Story came out. Tell yeah. us a story. You know you want to, New York City. Lots okay, of go. I will tell you about the Storytellers Workshop in New York City. Yes. So, um, uh, probably, well, actually, since I moved back to America, which is in year 2000, um, you know, people have been saying, well, why don't you, you know, maybe think about teaching. Um, in New York, you have great singers, you have a lot of great composers, great teachers. And I just felt that I really couldn't add to the community that's already laden with great people who can do mm -hmm. that. So I thought, what is it that I can bring um, to the community that's uniquely me, that's something that I can do well, that right. I feel I'm sort of helping to nurture the next generation. And I sort of started thinking about the fact that there, that it might be lyric writing. And, and what I found interesting was that when I looked into different music schools, um, there wasn't really a course in lyric writing. And um, I just thought, you know, well, if there's a lack of it, then maybe that's a void that I could help fill. So right. I actually only started this year. I started this summer. Um, I'm on session two, the fall session, which just finished yesterday. We're going to have a showcase with the participants in a couple okay. of weeks. Yeah. And um, it's something I really enjoy. I, I love being able to give to my community. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's important for people who have knowledge to be able to pass that on or right. to share what they've learned um, 
and really through a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I've done a lot of mistakes. So, you know. Well, you know what? If we learn from them, that's what counts, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's sometimes the best teacher, actually. I know. I know, right? Yeah. Tell us. Tell us what it was like for you growing up, being born in, in Tokyo, Japan, and being raised in the U.S., and, and kind of going back and forth. Was that hard on you growing up, or was it something that you enjoyed? Uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So when you're um, growing up in two different cultures, especially when you're quite young, I think sometimes it can be difficult to uh, know where your identity lies. Right, um, right. Yeah, it's uh, for some reason, uh, it, there's a feeling like you have to be of one identity. <laughs> so I would tilt her back and forth between I'm Japanese. And then when I would think I'm Japanese, like, no, I'm not. I'm American. Mm, maybe I'm not, you know. So there was a lot of confusion, I will admit, um, and, and, and a bit of an identity crisis for a while. Um, and it was sometime in my 20s that uh, probably around the time that I got the movie, which was in my early 20s, and I moved back uh -huh. to to do that and then to follow on with my career there, um, that I was able to sort of regain the Japanese part that I had lost because I lived there at, in my youth, um, at, like way in my youth, like between ages three and seven. And, and I think that allowed me to accept, ah, okay, you know what? This part of me is Japanese, but this part of me is American. And gee, why do we have to identify ourselves as this or that? And then I started to become more of, of different things that we all are, you know, like for right. me, I'm a woman, you know, I am a, uh, I'm a passionate person. Um, I love to travel. I love this food. You know, so, suddenly the identity stops less being about what culture or cultures you're from mm -hmm. there's so many other things that help to identify you so once i started to realize that and also started to realize that sometimes it's not about the divide of you're this and i'm that it's about we are this that's when i started to sort of feel my identity a lot more <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay well thank you for sharing that because you know um i my my I have a, I guess you could say, a mixed background myself, you know, and, and kind of went through that, and and uh, I kind of find found myself through, you know, family history and genealogy, and then I got a DNA test done. So I mean, it was, it was kind of, oh, an oh type of moment for me when I found out, and I was like, okay, well that makes sense now. It helps so. to put the pieces together, definitely. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when you know where you come from yeah, and you know that there's heritage and yeah. you know that there's culture, you, you can celebrate all of it. It doesn't have to be one or another. You celebrate yourself. Yeah. You absolutely. celebrate yourself as an individual being, not as a label. And I, I think that's a great start, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. We're not a label. <laughs> right. And, 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 and then you can enjoy your cultures, your cultures. You don't have to just be picky and choosy. Absolutely. And, right. and also, you know, we change as we grow older. It's, uh, it's part of the development of the, the identity. So, right. Yeah. So 
tell us um, a little bit about, aside from the Storytellers Workshop in New York City, um, do you have anything else coming up? Do you have any music that you've been working on that you can fill us in on? <laughs> well, um, I'm always, you know, dreaming about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And um, um, if you were to see the floor around me, <laughs> it's like filled with music and um, and, and lyrics because I decided I need to sort of sort it all out to sort of figure things out. So I'm always working on new music um, and it was actually just this afternoon I started to work on something I was like, oh, I started lyrics and where is it? And then I realized I've got to like organize the stuff. So right now, to be honest, I'm sort of at a stage of regrouping. I've got a bunch of new tunes that I've written in the past um, year and a half or so that I haven't recorded yet. And I'm talking to different people about possibilities. So right. it's at this stage of sowing the seeds and seeing what's going to grow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right. I'm there right now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Now, when you first started in, you know, getting into the instrumentals as a child, um, what was your favorite go-to and, and was it something that took a lot of practice or was it something that you just picked it up and you mean in terms of the instrument itself yeah or? right um so i think i gravitated really easily to the wind instruments um i tried when i was little to do the piano but it just really didn't take with me for some reason <laughs> but as soon as you know they stuck like anything like a harmonica a recorder a flute it was like a brrr, i was able to really catch it quickly so that seemed to be what was the natural instrument for me mm -hmm. and to this day i still play the flute it's um it's something that I'm ashamed to say I don't practice enough on, if at all. <laughs> but somehow it's one of those things that it's like the bicycle that you never forget how to ride. I, I just have a certain balance and, and feeling with it. So, so yeah, I guess that's, that's my instrument maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So <laughs> now with, with going back from jazz to, to pop to all the different types of music, have you ever intermixed them together? Yeah, actually that's all what I'm about. <laughs> we Love talked it. previously about the fact that I'm of two, and if, if you know, if I'm real about it, maybe three cultures, because I'm Italian, Japanese, American, right? So, um, you know, when you come from that kind of multiplicity, um, you start to sort of realize that, you know, things don't have to be one dimensional. So I take that same approach with music. Okay. Just I do in food. <laughs> so you will often see on my table something perhaps Mexican and Japanese and Italian all at once, you know. Right, right. And, and I just think that um, it's all about a balance. And if it's going to work together, then then why not? And so I, I have a sense of no taboos on, on mixing things together. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really consider myself a jazz musician and I'm not a pop musician either. But I, you know, I just sort of as I joke Your Monday. Me, I'm Monday. Monday there you go. There you no, go. I definitely say that I'm genre fluid and uh, that's that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so for our audience, um, where can they follow you to keep up with what you got going on for our listeners? Now for our viewers, just go to our platform, a new podcast.com com and um, 
click Monday's photo, it will take you to her bio page and I've put all the links there for you. Check out her music videos and her music and you can also check her out on also mondaymichiru.com. Okay, now tell them where you, they can find you on social media. Okay, so um, you can find me on my own website, www.mondaymichiru.com. And you can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm under my own Monday Michiru Music, as well as um, the workshop, you know, the Storytellers Workshop NYC. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, which is sort of more personal stuff that it's like, ooh, this is a beautiful view, or, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm eating this today, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> oh, for. Um you had I, I want to ask if you had one thing that you wanted to say to the world on who has been the most inspirational to you your biggest inspiration that you can share with us what would it be um i would have to of course say my mother uh she's she's definitely my biggest inspiration and i don't say that just because like oh i love my mom i do i love my mother of course but she is a force. She's almost 90 years old in a couple of weeks. Um, she still performs to this day. She still talks about, oh, I got a wood shed. Oh, you know, I'm going to be making an album. And, uh, and oh, yeah, I've got, I'm, I got booked for this day. And, uh, you know, and oh, yeah, I've got to re, re sort of analyze these tunes because I haven't done them before. She's always pushing herself to you know, to not just uh, continue the legacy of the works that she's done, but to push on and and not be afraid to to do new things and to right. you know try stuff out and all while understanding where she's coming from and who she is and unapologetically and she's amazing you know she really really is amazing i don't think i've ever met anyone like her man or woman and um yeah she's by far my my biggest inspiration nice I want to thank you for being a new guest. It's been great having you on. Um, and, and like I said, for our audience, be sure to check out Monday's music, visit her website, and um, watch her watch her latest video. I've put it there on her bio page. And if you like this episode, be sure to click like, share, comment, so we know what you're thinking. And and subscribe to keep up with all new guests and if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you these episodes you can do so at our anchor.fm platform under a new podcast until next time this is dawn piercy and monday Michiru signing off thank you so keep much it real. Thanks.